Hello, and welcome to what is the second episode of this Rainfall podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the first of the races in this ses- this uh, system, in this campaign setting. Uh, and that's going to be th- what's called the Remnants. So, in Rainfall, the world has been destroyed after you know, the invasion of these big entities and creatures and everything like that. And so there really aren't humans left in the world anymore. The mo- the vast majority of them were wiped out or driven underground or driven away uh, or used as test subjects in experimentations and have been morphed into new races. But what the remnants are are those humans who have managed to survive. They are the very small community of humans who are still alive after all of this. But why are they called remnants now? Well, for one, uh, because they completely reject the idea of humanity. Most races in Rainfall blame humanity for the destruction of the world. They're very well aware of the fact that the world was once much more prosperous and was once at least somewhat peaceful, and that humanity is the one that brought these creatures who would destroy the world here. In contacting them and in uh, trying to communicate with them, drew their attention and brought them here, and so the vast majority of races blame humans for the end of the world, and there is a big prejudice against anything that is human. And so remnants, still being humans themselves, um, in order to distance themselves from that legacy, they don't identify as humans. They say they're remnants, they say they're a different thing, and they do have some differences. One of the major differences is that remnants have to always be in some form of an environment suit. And this is because... When these entities came here, part of what they did was they modified the ecosystem of Earth. They modified the atmosphere and the environment to better suit themselves. And so, in doing so, they've made the environment toxic to humans. And so, to still be able to survive in the atmosphere and in this horrible, toxic environment... Uh, the remnants now have to have some form of environment suit to be able to protect themselves from the outside world. And this sort of completely covers their bodies, um, obviously to seal them in and keep them away from this environment. And this is what most people recognize as being a remnant. In fact, most people will never see a remnant without their suit because they only take them off in very specific circumstances and in places that they know are completely clear of these toxins. And those places are very few and far between. Um, In fact, most settlements that remnants have don't even have any area that they would be able to take their suits off. So, uh, remnants, culturally, they have a paranoia built into their culture. They are well aware that they are the last survivors of the human race and that they are willing to do anything to keep themselves alive and to maintain 
humanity and keep it alive. And so they have a they are extremely paranoid. They uh, think everyone around them is out to get them, and they think that everything is a potential danger. And so they're overly cautious. Uh, they won't take any risks that they think might endanger them or get them killed. Um, and this bleeds over into their settlements. Uh, remnant settlements are highly militarized. They have checkpoints to keep people out. They have guards posted at every entrance and exit. And they vet anyone who comes in and out of the settlements. And so this leads to people um, being a little standoffish. Uh, with remnants. They don't want to sort of get on their bad side, uh, upset them, because they know that remnants already don't trust them. And so trade is fragile with remnants. They, a lot of their settlements are very uh, insular. They're very self-sustaining. And uh, remnants take this safety and the security very seriously for themselves. Um, now moving on to what their politics are. Uh, remnants are led by a position of, uh, called the Lord Protector. Um, and the Lord Protector's duty is, is to safeguard the people under their control. And that's the extent of what they do. Every decision they make is meant to secure and safeguard the remnants who are under them. And they have a big bureaucracy underneath them that's meant to, you know, help them carry that out. And every remnant settlement has some representative of the Lord Protector there, who is meant to serve as an advisor to the local ruler, whether that be a mayor or a military uh, commander or something like that. And this representative is allowed to supersede the orders and commands and the laws of any person, anyone who, you know, they're, they're helping, um, that is, uh, you know, the mayor or whoever they're advising, they're allowed to step over their orders in the name of the Lord Protector, because they're supposed to be carrying out the Lord Protector's will and making sure that, um, humanity can stay protected. Now, remnants, um, due to their sort of uh, paranoid behaviors and their um, isolationist kind of a mindset, they don't get along well with other races. They tend to be very cautious and very uh, unwilling to make close ties with other races. They'd rather be self-sufficient and stay out of other people's affairs but they also realize that they need some kind of outside help sometimes they're not you know so stubborn as to not accept help or to ask for help and trade agreements and things like that to be able to keep themselves going uh, so you, you see this sort of tense relationship between uh, remnants trying to do everything they can to keep their places secure and keep people out and that kind of thing, while also, you know, having traders come in and, you know, very carefully pry their wares to um, the remnants who live there. Um, now, religion among remnants... Most of human society was wiped away with the end of the world. And so 
the more recognized human religions don't really exist in rainfall. There are uh, really two different belief systems that remnants subscribe to. And the first and the most major is what's called the Holy Spring. And they see uh, nature itself as a sacred thing. And they see um, natural places in the environment as um, holy and uh, that places in nature have spirits. And these spirits uh, are what they worship. And so places of worship for these uh, believers are sort of secluded natural places, little groves and shrines that might be set away from the rest of society. Uh, and the second belief among um, remnants are called antiquarians. And they see humans from uh, before the end of the world as being some enlightened race. And so they, they follow everything that they can about these ancient humans and try to learn everything they can and emulate their lives and hold them uh, almost to a godlike status. And so this is sort of a minority religion among them, and it's kind of taboo to talk about, obviously because people don't like humans. They blame them for the world's destruction, but these people see them as enlightened and think that there's so much they can learn from them and they should emulate humans. Um, so finally moving on to their language. Uh, obviously, just like every sort of race in D&D, &D, uh, remnants speak common, uh, but their own native language is what's called Elder Common, which essentially is human language from before the world was destroyed. Uh, now, this can be whatever kind of a language that you know you would naturally speak. So for me, thinking in my mind, um, I usually think that it's English, essentially. So it's because these remnants have grown up hearing tales from before the world's end and what the world used to be like and reading old books from before the from before the world's end and so they sort of have this understanding of old world languages um now before i end this i want to talk briefly about um sub races of remnants um and there are four of them and they're all based on what type of an environment suit they wear um, the first are uh, hazard, and so they would be uh, remnants who are wearing like uh, radioactive environment suits, things you would see people like hazmat teams wearing nowadays. Um, and so they're not very thick, they're mostly just to keep out the environment and self-sealed and have um, sort of a visor-like uh, cover on their front of their face. Um, Second, we have space. So these are spacesuits, actual uh, things like astronauts would wear. And so these are more rare. They are kind of uh, a more elite kind of a remnant. They have a very different look to them, and they look rather alien, the big uh, domed front face. Uh, third, we have diving. And this, these are people who are wearing a more modern style of diving suit. And by modern, I mean um, of the time in rainfall. So the, this kind of looks like t 
what we would see as an old-style diving suit, old copper and bronze and that sort of thing. And these ones are the most common because these suits can be made and repaired easily in modern times because they're built in the sort of modern time. And so you see most remnants wearing something like this. And the final one are EXO. And these are these big metal combat suits, big exoskeleton um, suits that's completely surround them and were meant for combat to sort of heighten someone's uh, natural physical strength and durability. And so these big exosuits um, are extremely rare among remnants. But you see some who wear these huge metal suits and are these big bulky things um, and mostly you see them employed as like guards and soldiers and things like that. So that's about all I have to talk about for remnants. That was a lot and kind of in a weird way, kind of, kind of roundabout and things like that, but hopefully it was understandable enough for you to get kind of an idea of who remnants are and what they're about. Um, Next time, I'm hopefully going to be talking about um, successors, the next race here in Remnants, in, excuse me, in Rainfall. So, hopefully you liked that video. Um, if you did, please subscribe. That would mean a lot to me. And I will see you next time.